Learning to swim is a magical time in a child's life. The excitement of the water, playing with friends, making memories on vacations that will last a lifetime. British Swim School has locations throughout the U.S. where we specialize in teaching anyone to swim, from babies to adults, beginners to those who need a refresher. British Swim School's instructors make learning to swim fun with gentle teaching methods. Sign up your kids for swim lessons at BritishSwimSchool.com. Welcome to the Grit Daily Startup. I'm your host, Sebastian Rusk, and this is a podcast about what goes on behind the scenes at startups. The good, the bad, and the gritty. Let's dive in. Welcome to Grit Daily Live at Consensus. My name is Julie Lamb, and I'm here with my colleagues, Tom White and Merrick Olszewski. And we're going to be talking about blockchain, crypto, and distribution. Welcome, friends. Thank you. Thank you so much, Julie. Excited to be here. Yeah, really good to be here. Um, I'm a founder, a female founder of a tech startup. We have a back-end blockchain and marketplace. I also do live events. I'm the event lead for Crypto Oracle Collective. So I'm able to see things from the front line. Tom, when I did a little background search on you, (laughs) (laughs) I found not only do you do fun to fund, uh, but you also do uh, write poetry, you ski, you do a lot of things outdoors. So since we're talking about blockchain, crypto, and distribution... Can you tell us a little bit about your background? Uh, The first comment is, how long do you have? Uh, But the second (laughs) is, uh, yeah, so I have a bit of a portfolio career. Currently, I spend my time in three main areas. One, writer, ghostwriter, uh, and researcher for a wide variety of funders and founders, helping them tell their story clearly, cogently, concisely. Also an advisor to a wide variety of fund of funds and then venture capital firms and uh, a very, very, very small angel investor as well. Uh, Oftentimes the smallest person on the cap table, uh, sometimes literally, sometimes figuratively, uh, but I try to punch above my weight with regards to my contributions. So portfolio career, consummate nerd, insatiably curious. Oh, I love that. Merrick, when I did a little background search on you, I noticed not only are you working currently in a founder position or a co-founder position, you've had your footprint in in a lot of different things. You've been in, you've gotten out, and now you're back in again. We were having a short conversation about a few of the ideas that you came up with and what you ended up running with with your co-founders. Will you share that with us? Absolutely, yes. So I uh, have a tech background, a computer science background. I uh, studied first at the University of Toronto, and then I went to MIT for my PhD. Uh, and it was out of MIT that I started that first company that you alluded to, um, which did well. It got acquired a few years later. Uh, and uh, after that, I teamed up with one of my co-founders from that first company, uh, and Seth Kumbar, uh, an MIT professor. Uh, and the three of us, this was around five years ago now, uh, three of us thought long and hard about what we wanted to do next, and we uh, we actually created a list of a hundred different ideas, um, not to like intentionally looking for breadth so that we wouldn't fall in love with the first idea that we came up with. And it's good that we did that because Cello uh, wasn't the first idea that we came up with, but it was certainly the most interesting and exciting one, and ultimately. Um, the one that we, we jumped um, full steam ahead at five years ago. 
You know, our title is blockchain, crypto, and distribution. And a part of that conversation is, can we go really advanced? Or is this something that someone who's um, a newbie or uh, someone who's curious about how this is going to move forward in their daily lives? And how do we provide solutions for that as not only, you know, frontline folks that are out here doing it and making, um, making moves, sometimes taking the hits first, um, being the first line of fire, if you will, while we're out there. Unfortunately, a lot of fire in the U.S. as of late, uh, for better or worse. Uh, what do you mean by a lot of fire? Uh, you know, the SEC, Gary Gensler, waffling about what's a security, what is not. The Coinbase just sued the SEC for clarity. So I think it's going to be a lot of legal fireworks as we uh, hit terra firma. Yeah. Do you, I know that uh, we talked about living by coastal um, and then also in the center of America. I know, Merrick, you bring an expertise that's outside of the United States also. Is there a big difference in your footprint as a company making decisions on which direction to go because you're here in the States? Yeah, it's a good question. Um, so we are in the U.S. Uh, we, we do have a very uh, global community, uh, very global set of developers. We're tracking over a thousand builders that are building, either contributing to Silo or building on top of Silo. Um, and, and those folks are actually quite, quite global. Um, we have builders in over 150 countries. Um, and uh, and our users are also uh, quite global as well. So you know, on the topic of distribution, making crypto easier for um, everyone, We've been working really hard to make a Celo platform where it's very easy to build, uh, really delightful and easy to use uh, applications. Um, applications that, that focus on payments, mobile DeFi, ReFi, those are the ones that have really taken off. And if you think about payments, you know, here in the US, you know, we have um, really good financial rails, we have credit cards, we have Venmo, uh, but globally, um, that's not the case. Uh, and crypto rails really present a really great uh, opportunity and option for, for those places where um, those rails don't exist. And so that's where a lot of our users are mm-hmm. um, using products like Valora, which you can think of as a global Venmo-like product for built on crypto rails. Now, some people hear the word crypto, and if they're not if they're not used to hearing it, but they've been hearing it in the news, or a friend made a hundred x, or another <laughs> friend lost two hundred x, or fill in the blank any story in between, yeah. it gets a little scary because it seems like uh, it, it's something that you're just not familiar with. I always find really easy use cases yes. uh, for the solution of using a different currency, and um, my most recent use case was I have a client that was a little tardy in paying their bill. Um, in the contract, was not a smart contract, it was an actual contract, <laughs> uh, had payment terms. And down at the bottom, there's always a crypto uh, you know, set of code of numbers that they could pay if they wanted to in crypto. Yep. After about three weeks of going back and forth, resending the invoice, making it happen in the 11th hour, the question was, well, do you have a crypto wallet? which we did. And the great thing was they had crypto funds. They transferred it immediately. We then could pay out the commission on our sales and or pay the bill that was waiting and looming overhead. And it was a really fast solution. So Merrick, when someone works with your company, do you find that the solutions are instant also? Yeah, so Celo is a fully EVM compatible chain. It's a a very scalable proof of stake uh, network. In fact, Celo was the first... uh, compatible proof of stake uh, layer one out there that launched. We just celebrated our three-year um, birthday for the network. 
Nice. Um, and so it's, it's very fast, very scalable, um, and it has one feature that's particularly, I would say, compelling for payments, so you might appreciate this. Uh, on Celo, you can pay for gas with tokens. Uh, so if you're sending a stable coin that's an ERC-20 token, you don't need to necessarily have um, a volatile asset to be able to pay for that transaction mm -hmm. fee. So I don't know how many of you, um, or how many times you've um, sent, say, USDC to an address and then realized, oh crap, I don't have any ETH or I don't have any gas currency to mm. send this onwards. Mm -hmm. uh, Too many pretty, times. <laughs> many times, right? It's pretty, pretty um, frustrating. Uh, and, you know, we worked really hard to effectively eliminate that problem by allowing to pay for gas with, with tokens on Zello. You know, Tom, part of your uh, footprint and what you're doing in fund to funds and helping family offices or venture capital firms decide where they're going to put their money. Yeah. Uh, you're, you're probably working with a number of people that are new to the space, 100%. but they're curious, right? They're, they're really curious about future tech. Yeah. Let's say I was a family office. Yep. I found you and I said, Tom, I need some help. What would your advice be as someone who's curious, mm -hmm. but new to the space? Yeah, I would say first learn, second learn, third learn. <laughs> there are a wide variety of resources out there. I'm very much a proponent of what Warren Buffett says, never invest in something you don't fully understand. New technology brings both scientists and charlatans to mm -hmm. the forefront. Um, if you're not careful and if it sounds good to be true, it's likely a charlatan. If it's hard to understand, complex, difficult to delve into in some way, shape or form, you're probably onto something because I feel like crypto has a communication and uh, a nomenclature and a linguistics problem. We're very good at the back end and the infra. We're very bad at communicating what a wallet is, um, what uh, an EVB com EVM compatible chain is, what uh, proof of stake is and things of that nature. So I think learning arms you with the mechanism to be able to make better decisions and also reach out to individuals um, that treat you as ends as opposed to means. I think a lot of people, family offices or those that are liquidity providers are looking for capital, um, often in nefarious purposes. This, you'd be remiss not to get involved in Web3 slash crypto because the next decade, two decades, I mean, it's a credit default swap against uh, political and financial incompetence. And I think we're unfortunately seeing a lot of that as of late. Um, so you want that insurance policy, but do not invest in anything you don't understand. Seek out trusted confidants, advisors, et cetera. Um, yeah, that would be my two cents. You know, the trusted confidant and advisor, maybe in a family office scenario, might be someone who's extremely conservative. Yeah. So the idea of future tech, they close their ears, don't want to hear too much risk, right? They've, yep. they've been successful for a very long time, staying pretty conservative. Some of the rooms that I've been in, the investor rooms that do bring together family offices and venture capital um, curiosity seekers, about 20% of the people in the room yeah. Start out by saying that their first investment is in crypto, blockchain, and future tech. Hmm. So I think it's really interesting to see that the awareness is 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 bubbling up. And now the idea that we're in a bear market. So right now everything seems to be on sale. Yes. In theory, right? Thousand percent. And in a bear market, they say, ah, oh, the people who aren't for real are in and out. Um, Let's be honest about that. It, it, nefarious actors and whack-a-moles are always going to be around, as I like to call them. They'll pop up. Yep. They, they, they'll show their head and then they'll go away for a little while and they'll pop back up. Totally. 
How do you find a, besides just learning, is there, do you have a network of people that you work with if, if, if now we're just meeting each other for yes, the first time here. Totally. Um, are you going to do a little due diligence because you have your network of people to find out if I'm someone for real? Uh, yeah. So I mean, I, I, we have mutual connections on LinkedIn. I'll ask individual. Like I, more than anything, I think if you surround yourself in this, not to get like philosophical, if you surround yourself with good people and you do good things, like good outcomes will abide in that way. So I think if you know someone that knows someone. You'd be remiss not to check. It's the whole uh, like ethos, trust, but verify. Fundamentally, go first, go positive, trust, but then verify. And ironically, I think that circles back to crypto as well because it decentralizes trust. It disintermediates those kind of rent seekers and bad actors and allows for, you know, P2P, person to person, transaction, transmission, et cetera. Um, yeah, no, I think we're getting along well, though. I like it. <laughs> it's a good first step. Merrick, if you were going to invest in a company, um, it could be it could be your sweat equity, uh, your time or your attention. What is one solution that you guys like to provide uh, so you can invest in um, another solution? What is one thing that we in the Sally ecosystem provide builders? It's a great question. Actually, it's very timely. Um, just yesterday, um, Google announced, yeah. uh, Google Cloud announced that they have a, a new startup um, program for web three developers, uh, specifically targeting, I think, just five chains, one of which is Stello. Uh, so we're really uh, humbled by that. We've been working with Google Cloud now for uh, a few months, um, and uh, in partnership, we're, we're helping folks uh, with uh, cloud credits. Um, Google's also offering a gated Discord, uh, which is really cool, gated by tokens, mm -hmm. um, which is really Web3 forward and really, really exciting, uh, as well as uh, beta access to um, new uh, features that they're rolling out to, to help Web3 builders um, build, their, build their products. Um, so um, I think that's a big one. Uh, in general, when it comes to helping builders in the ecosystem, we uh, we really try to do the whole life cycle. So we uh, we first try to help folks um, uh, get inspired, try out a different idea or or two at a hackathon. We host a lot of hackathons. Uh, then we have an incubator program in the ecosystem run by uh, Upwork Labs um, called Solo Camp, uh, which is a really great incubator program. Um, I think they're on to their seventh batch now. Uh, so they've been really uh, going at it for, for a few years now. And after that, we have a bunch of different ecosystem funds that we, we help folks with to, to fundraise, uh, pre-seed, seed, and, and also a slightly bigger fund for growing projects as well. Um, and so we, we really, um, you know, we're excited to partner with builders. Um, you know, Solo is a platform after all, and so we're, we're working with builders to, uh, to build delightful and amazing kind of Web3 uh, products that, uh, that um, reach the global Solo audience. Um, and, uh, and yeah, we have a whole bunch of different ways where we, we like to do that. Congratulations, one of five. That's a big deal with Google. So many of us use, uh, you know, a lot of the Google platform products. 
yes. that makes it happen. You know, we're, we're pretty close to the end. Uh, so we have about three minutes left to do a wrap up, um, you know, trying to always bring value to someone who's listening to this. Um, the solution that I know I always like, I'm, I do enough events that usually when we give away our information to some of those platforms, because it makes it easy, it's low hanging fruit. They make it user friendly. Um, yeah, it's with, um, with NFT VIP and see my NFT, we do token gated access to events and we're able to provide full fidelity uh, on music. I'm a musician by trade. Awesome. So I like the sound uh, that's able to come through microphones and also be able to be and for the end user and then full events like this at Great Daily House, being able to have people show up in real life. Yeah. If you were to be asked, Tom, what is an inspiring word, sentence or phrase that you live by? Does that stimulate something for you to share with our friend? Can I do too? Of course. Okay. So I am a quote guy. I read all the time, voracious reader. So I effectively have no original thoughts. I'm just going to quote two individuals. First, Marcus Aurelius, waste no more time arguing what a good person should be. Be one. I think people would do well to take that to heart. And then secondly, it's from uh, Fyodor Dostoevsky, live and live well. You'll be needed by someone someday. So those are my two, uh, two tidbits from literature. Mm. Awesome. I like it. Merrick, do you have a... Yeah, so I've been um, hearing from a bunch of different projects in the ecosystem, um, and there's this one idea that's really kind of ambitious and exciting, and so I'll share it here because I think it's pretty inspiring. Mm. Um, so in, in the ecosystem, um, there's a whole bunch of mobile DeFi, I talked about um, payments, um, but there's also a whole bunch of refi projects uh, happening on Solo. Mm. Refi stands for regenerative finance. Um, these tend to be projects that um, are DeFi-like but have um, positive externalities instead of negative externalities. Um, a really common positive externality is, is um, helping fight climate change in some shape. Um, and, and there's a number of different projects now uh, on Celo that are creating tree planting protocols, mm. so ways to incentivize people to plant trees and to have other people go and verify that those trees were planted. If you think about you know, the game theoretic problem around mm. uh, being able to automate that, I think you can start kind of realizing why uh, like a protocol could, could be a good way to, to do that. Um, and, uh, you know, you could argue that, well, you know, do you really need crypto? Um, there's a project, Suvi, that's, that's planting trees in Kenya. And mm -hmm. in Kenya, we were talking about M-Pesa earlier, you could pay people with M-Pesa. You could probably recreate a lot of that yeah. uh, without crypto. But then there's this one really big and inspiring project called the Great Green Wall. Mm -hmm. The goal is to build, or to plant, I should say, a wall of trees that's visible from space that spans the entire African continent. Wow. All the way from West Africa to East Africa. In the sub-Saharan region. If you think about how one would pull that off, um, suddenly you need to plant trees in lots of different countries mm. where people have different payment systems and, and use different currencies. Uh, so suddenly, M-Pesa um, wouldn't work, uh, and so crypto rails become really, really appealing. Mm -hmm. uh, you'd probably be working with people who um, may not even have uh, bank accounts, maybe government-recognized IDs. Uh, so again, self-custody, crypto becomes really, really interesting. But I think even more so than that, 
you're doing something that requires a level of social coordination that mm -hmm. is absolutely massive. Yes. Um, and crypto is the perfect tool for that. If you think about the Constitution DAO, you know, it's a simple idea, but it's never been done before. No one's ever kind of pooled mm. uh, money from so many different people to try to um, do something as big and audacious as put a bid on the U.S. Constitution. Uh, and crypto and DAOs really enable that. Um, and I think we're just getting started. I think crypto is going to enable even bigger, even more ambitious things. And I think this great green wall is a great example of that. Mm, I like it. Now, if our friend was listening and found any of this uh, intriguing uh, and they want to know more, how would someone find you, Tom? Totally. Uh, as uh, you kindly alluded, Julie, I am a writer, so you can find my work at www.tomwhitenoise.com. Uh, active on Twitter, LinkedIn, et cetera, as well. And Merrick, how would I find you? I'm on Twitter. Uh, you don't have to worry about my last name. Because <laughs> Merrick underscore. My last name is long in the spell. Uh, so I tried to make that easier for you. So yeah, just M-A-R-E-K underscore on Twitter. Um, and you can learn more about Cello at Cello.org uh, and also on Twitter at Cello.org. Yeah, and if you missed any of that, I'm Julie Lamb. Really easy to find on LinkedIn. And uh, we're probably connected once or even twice, maybe third time removed. And I did post recently our talk here at Grit Daily Live at Consensus. Thank you, gentlemen. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode of Grit Daily Startup. If you haven't done so already, make sure you're subscribed to the show wherever you consume podcasts. This way you'll get updates as new episodes become available. This podcast is brought to you by GritDaily.com, the premier startup news hub. More information at GritDaily.com. Once again, I'm your host, Sebastian Rusk. Until next time, friends. Grit Daily.